Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. This is the podcast where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Now, Jim, today, uh, this is the first brand split rumble that takes place in in WWE. Okay, so theoretically, then, we should have an even 15 and 15. Now, will that be the case? Who knows? In fact, you know what, Bill? I expect some qualifiers later on for this one. Well, there's at least one. One? There's at uh, least at least one. I'll look up more as we go on. Thank you. And we do have a guest for this episode. Please introduce the guest, Bill. Yes, we do. Let's welcome him in. He is Angry Cooter. That's right. Good evening, bitches. And how are you this evening? <laughs> we're doing well. We're, we're, I'm in a great mood. <laughs> now I am. Um, now that things are working, uh, behind the scenes talk right there. Uh, and also news from the wrestling world outside of this when we're currently recording and we're in 2003. So we're not in the awful 2010s Royal Rumble right now. So I'm doing pretty good actually. Um, Cooter, give us some background on yourself. What kind of pro wrestling fan are you? Um, what have you followed? How long? All that good stuff. All right, well, I go back to about 91. SummerSlam 91 is probably one of the first pay-per-views I ever ordered. Uh, followed, you know, the Monday Night Wars, ECW. Still heavily in it today. I've been doing a variety of podcasts pretty close to about 10 years now. So I'm looking forward to some new blood and a new experience, gentlemen. Great. Now, I guess without going too far into a cooter, um, because obviously we'll talk more in depth when we get to the Rumble match, uh, did you remember this? Did you have a reaction initially before you even rewatched this Rumble match? Oh, yeah. So when you guys gave me which one we were covering, I got all happy because I thought this was the one where Benoit wins, but that isn't until 2004. Mm-hmm. But on the upside, we do have that great match between Angle and Benoit, which is one of my personal favorites. So getting to relive that was really worth the watch. Right. Uh, Bill, what about you? Did you remember this one all? Because I can tell you right now, I barely did. Uh, yeah, I actually, I do remember watching this when it happened. And I my, my thought, the same thoughts I had with Cooter, I absolutely loved the Angle-Benoit match. That was, ju- it was that first time where I thought, okay, no other match could top that match this year. That was like the first time I ever had that thought. As a fan, um, I actually remember it in a in a weird way. This being a little bit of a good time for WWE, because mm-hmm. you know the the brand split is still fresh, and we're getting the potential of new stars. And I just remember this lead up to the Rumble being a decent one. And the brand split would have happened in April, right? Or May? Yeah, I think it was like April of that, that previous year. So we've already had like months of the brand split that had already been basically occurring. Yeah. Like it's not like this just happened a month ago and now here we are. Yeah, it's like I think nine months in already, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about pre-Rumble stuff real quick here that would relate to the Royal Rumble match. Um, we had a Jericho interview, and we had a Kane 
and Rob Van Dam interview slash promo. Um, not much other than that, I believe. No. Um, and, and I'll mention my first note, actually, because it does involve Van Dam. Um, if you watch very carefully, he has a hole on his shirt. Like, they do a zoom-in of him talking to Kane, and, and I guess it's when he does the RVD pose is where you mm. can see the hole <laughs> on the shirt. I don't okay. know why I I caught that. I just did. Cooter, why do you think he has a hole in his shirt? Oh, man. Wardrobe malfunction. This was that time of, of television where, you know, everything and everything that could happen just would happen. I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. Just um, let's just thank God he wasn't wearing a pasty, okay? Right. That's true. <laughs> um, real quick, before we get too far, uh, do we want to go through who the champs are at this time? Of course, yeah. Let's talk and and, and what's going on in the wrestling world at this point. Okay, so we're in this weird point in time where WWE doesn't have a lot of championships, actually. Oh, unlike today, right? Unlike the 700 titles they have. Right. Uh, Kurt Angle is the WWE champion. The WWE tag team champions are Chavo and Eddie Guerrero. The world tag team champions are William Regal and Lance Storm. The women's champion is Victoria. And the world heavyweight champion is Triple H. Meanwhile, in TNA, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion is Jeff Jarrett. The Tag Team Champions are America's Most Wanted. And the X Division Champion is Sonny Siaki. Whoa, there's a name that I didn't think I'd hear on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Just blew my mind. Holy shit. If you had Sonny Siaki in your pool, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Sonny Siaki is going to be mentioned more times on this uh, podcast, then we would have had certain other people I thought that would have been talked about. Like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz from the last episode. (laughs) I'm still mad that I'm not going to talk about Abe. Uh, And in Ring of Honor, all right, here comes another one. Xavier is the Ring of Honor champion. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the tag team champions are Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan. Wow. We're pulling out names from the past. Well, and they didn't have a secondary singles title? No, not at that time. Interesting. I thought they always had one for some reason. I know. I thought they had like a pure wrestling champion or something like that, or that that wasn't until later maybe. Yeah, I think it's like another year or so. Okay, okay. Well, both the TNA and um, Ring of Honor are in its early stages at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're both... Uh, close to a year, I think, at this time. Well, you think about the Royal Rumble happens in January, and they were formed in 2002, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you have less than a year that they would have existed even if they started in January of the previous year, which I know for a fact they did not. Well, at least one of them did not. Right. So, our major stories going into this. Um, on Raw, it is Scott Steiner chasing Triple H at the World Heavyweight title. <sighs> Woo-hoo. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't wait to get through that. Uh, on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar is chasing to get back the WWE title after Paul Heyman turned on him at the Survivor Series 
And the only way he can get into the Royal Rumble is to beat the Big Show in a qualifying match, which we'll talk about a little later on. And, on a side note, the week prior to the Rumble is the 10-year anniversary Raw celebration. Oh, God. Hmm. What well, happened on that? Please well, tell me. We have the awards here. There were awards? There were awards. I don't remember any of this. Okay, go, this is exciting. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So this was... Oh, this aired live on Spike TV. This was from the world in Times Square, not WWF New York. Mm -hmm. The diva of the decade, Trish Stratus. Shocker. The Don't Try This at Home Award went to Kurt Angle for moonsaulting off the top of the cage against Chris Benoit. Mm. Which, actually, that is a, that's a good choice there. Remember, Bill, don't try it at home. Yes. You know that big cage that you have outside your house? Do not jump off of it. <laughs> I got a dick, so it's probably... Anyway. <laughs> the most shocking moment in Raw history. While this will change today. It is Mick Foley as Mankind, Cactus Jack, and Dude Love. That's fair. Yeah. Who do who, who thought that people who well no, even today, who can you anyone name me another wrestler that had three of his gimmicks on the same screen at the same time? That's very true. But that's the most shocking moment of the decade. I mean the fact I mean, to be honest with you, if I saw someone in a room and all of a sudden they were joined by two people that looked exactly like them i would be shocked i don't know i would have voted for for pillman's nine millimeter but that's just me right uh the give me the mic award went to the rock okay. wow the shut up and kiss me award went to <laughs> triple h and stephanie mcmahon Ugh. of course it did Mm, the best kisser. <laughs> <laughs> Network difficulties went to May Young giving birth to a hand. Oh, God. The superstar of the decade, no surprise here, Steve Austin. Mm. And the greatest match in the history of Raw, remember this is 2003, the TLC match from 2002. All right. I don't know what I'm grossed out more by. Mae Young giving birth to the hand or Stephanie and Triple H kissing. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, the sirens are back. I can yes. hear them. This is nonsense. This is like our third consecutive recording, folks, that these sirens have been in the background. I don't know why either. I have no idea. Anyway, Bill, so that's a lot to digest. Yeah, that is. Um... When do we usually talk? Well, is the is the Big Show thing the only qualifier, or were there? There other is one other qualifying match. Now, what, I forgot. Do we use because we haven't had qualifiers in God knows how long? Right. Um, do we usually bring that up during the Rumble part itself, or do we yeah, bring it up now? Usually, we have. Oh yeah, when the person comes out. Okay. Um, Cooter, what do you think about this time in wrestling that we're just reliving? Okay, um, well, I remember, what, maybe was it two months prior? That's when we finally got Steiner mm -hmm. showing up in, in Madison Square Garden. I just remember the crowd going ballistic yep. and his give-me-the-fucking-mic moment. And we're off to the races. I think this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And as we're probably going to get into, yeah, not so much. <laughs> I mean, there was a, a whole lot of goodness era, but at the same time, 
a whole lot of bad that just makes you shake your head and be like, why the fuck would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have that we are in 90-second intervals, which means, Bill, the uh, intervals for our show will be... Every seven and a half minutes. And I have the announcers as Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. And unless either of you two have something to add for the pre-Rumble stuff, uh, we'll go right into it. Do either of you have anything to add? I just want to mention real quick, and they do mention it in the very beginning of of the match, but I just want to put it out there now. Whoever wins goes for their brand's title. So it's not the mm. pick. So if you're a Raw guy, you're going for the World Heavyweight title. If you're a SmackDown guy, you're going for the WWE title. Which makes it even more why there should be exactly 15, 15 and 15. And 15. Yeah, yes. I hear you. I'd like to keep track of that, Bill, when we go through this. Okay. To see if we have 15 and 15. So if you can pull up what rosters they were on. That'd be great. All right. Um, Okay, cool. So let's get into it. Bill, whenever you're ready to start the clock, we will start. All right. As the the ambulance is back again. (laughs) (laughs) Dying over there, bro. What's going on? You know what? It's not even just, I wish I could just say it was for this show, too. (laughs) Like the last three recordings we did. It has reared its ugly head. (sighs) All right. Let's, Let's get into it. Entries 1 through 5. 1, Shawn Michaels. 2, Chris Jericho. 3, Christopher Nowinski. 4, Rey Mysterio. 5, Edge. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Michaels. And we start the discussion with Cooter. Good lord. (laughs) That's what what you got, good lord? (laughs) Oh, God. No, I just... So, those two opened up, and I just... I love this because they, they're very good at doing the whole foreshadowing thing. Because this, in essence, was going to be a match at the upcoming WrestleMania. And I just love these two. The, the, the distraction from Christian. The low blow and the chair shot. And we're literally seeing blood within the first, what, minute of the match? Mm-hmm. Fucking great, great stuff. And I guess we should give some background on this because we didn't mention this. Um, the idea here was supposed to be that... Um, you know, Shawn Michaels drew number one back in, uh, what, 1995, correct, Bill? Yeah. Yeah, in which people, you can listen to that one in the archives. Uh, no, that wasn't the squat team, sorry. No. That was the Dick Murdoch one. Oh, yeah, the Dick Murdoch. (laughs) Our hero, Dick Murdoch. Our hero, like, go back in the archives and listen to us talk about our hero, Dick Murdoch. Oh, good Lord. Or as they called him, Dickie Murdoch. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) <laughs> so it was supposed to be like, oh, so Sean's going to do it again. He's going to draw number one, even though Chris Jericho wanted number one so that he can do what Sean did. So it was a very weird thing that I don't think they've ever done before where people actively wanted number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only time you would hear it is like back like 15, maybe 15 years prior where it's like, I hope I'm the number one entry so I can eliminate all 29 others. And then you're like, yeah, no, you, you're not going to be number one. Like Hogan, Someone totally said that on our podcast. Yeah, Hogan probably said that more times than anyone else. So. <laughs> well, no, so, no, Hogan wants to go visit the troops. Well, the, Oh, yeah, that one year, yeah, he did want to go visit the troops. And then the other year he blamed Tunney for taking his title and 
So yeah. So all right, and then so anyway, so Christian came out and he tricked Michael. Like he, Christian came out dressed up as Chris Jericho. Jericho, as Cooter mentioned, beats up Michaels and I mean busts him open with the chair. Uh, and I also, on another note, after Sean gets out, I, I like I like how Nowinski, who's the third person out, yes. just kind of hangs out outside of the ring for a bit. Yeah, I liked how Doctor Concussion was using his Harvard Harvard education, <laughs> and he didn't even get in there until what, maybe even after Mysterio got in there at four, right? <laughs> so he was really milking it. Like, if anybody could milk it longer, it was maybe Jerry Lawler, right? Doctor Concussion. That's <laughs> I mean, a good line. I'm I, I mean that in a good way. How? How? He's saving lives. <laughs> okay. Now, what else do you have for this segment? Oh, what do I have here? Um, uh, Ray's theme sounded like it was recorded in a basement when it played. Although that oh, might that was a really bad one too. That was before it was a rock song. Yeah, it might have been, it might have been the arena. No, and I know we we had this talk a long time ago, Jim. But I actually kept track of how many songs got edited during this particular rumble, and Edge is the first one. So what was he using? Because I don't even know at this point. He was had, he using Rob Zombie? Yeah, he was using Rob Zombie stuff. Yes. So this is edit number one. Oh, what did they man. put? The I think his original theme. Well, that that makes sense. I do want to point out in this segment was where Edge went over the top and it looked like both his feet touched. I don't care. I must have stopped that and looked at it a bunch of times. I really couldn't tell. Our first controversy possibly brought onto the show. For I'm just three. saying it looked like to me both feet touched, but it was one of those really really close ones where, but because. For both refs to go over there, one from Raw and one from SmackDown, to point and be like, oh, no, 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 it was only one. Mm -hmm. But I think he went a little bit farther than he wanted to, and it looked like they were covering for him. Like, they ran to him to cover it up as fast as they could. <laughs> uh, Bill, how much time do we have left in the segment? 2.45. 2.45. Okay, so what did you guys think? Well, I, gotta, I want to go back to the Mysterio thing, actually. Okay. So you said he came out with... Different. He didn't come out with Tabuyaka, which is obvious. Right. He came out with the he, first theme. Oh, uh, who's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, -E yeah. But the way it played, it sounded like it was like recorded in a basement somewhere. Uh, well, you know, maybe it's because you heard the. Oh, that's one of those theme songs that should just never have been made. I don't know. I kind of like it. You like that? <laughs> see, I'm. I uh, see. I. Uh, I just. I'm a big hater on a lot of theme songs, and this one just like is one of the few I will refuse to put on the wrestling theme playlist on the iPod. I the mean, grand, me, oh god, the the Grand Cooter iPod fucking wrestling theme list has got like 800 on there. That's when I refuse. Wow. To put on wow. The yeah. Where were you for when I discussed pro wrestling albums for a year? Years of, yeah, for me and Bill did a uh, let's discuss pro wrestling album series. Oh my um, which God, I would love that. Jesus Christ. Oh, I you wish really I still had the audio. Me making fun of Mustafa Ali's fucking theme song for at least a half hour, easily. Well, I don't think he ever made an album. No, he no, might have no, made a single. I see what you're saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I thought you were talking about just themes in general. Oh, no, no way. I wouldn't be able to do that. No, not, God, with no. not, with not with today's product. Oh. 
I'd be bored out of my mind. Um, but the other thing, for me, as, as I mentioned on that series, I like themes that you can't give to other people. So, like, for example, like, if you just listen to his lyrics, it's, who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y, Mysterio, here we go. You can't give that to friggin' Edge. Whereas, like, most of the themes today, I'm like, they're all interchangeable. You can 100% give this person's theme to someone else, and it would be exactly the same. For 90% of the guys, I would say. And women. But anyway, now that I'm... God, you got me thinking back to pro wrestling albums and how great our WCW Mayhem discussion was. Oh, man. Those oh, that that, that is a... You know, that, there's a Primer 55 track on there. Get Loose. It is amazing. That That's a Beast Gym uh, track for, for, for lifting, if I've ever heard one. Believe me. <laughs> Uh, Cutter, what else do you have for this segment? I don't know how much time we have left, but if you have anything small. Um, oh, sorry. Eight, <laughs> six through ten is where we go now. Six, Christian. Seven, Chavo Guerrero. Eight, Tajiri. Nine, Bill DeMott. Ten, Tommy Dreamer. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Nowinski, Mysterio, DeMont, Dreamer, and Tajiri. And because I feel bad he got cut off, we start the discussion off again with Cooter. Oh, thank God. Because there's just so much in this segment that I hated. And <laughs> the first one is fucking Bill DeMont. Somebody <laughs> who's supposed to be a trainer. I, and again, I watched this this morning, and I'm just looking at this guy like, what the fuck? You train people? He looked so awkward not knowing who to hit, when to hit. Nobody was paying attention to him. Like, because you notice, like, in that first, like, 20 seconds that they're in the ring, they're hitting everybody with, with every- Nobody gave a shit that Bill DeMont was in the ring, was like, look at this fucking scrub. And next thing you know, he, he, he looked like a fucking duckhead. He didn't know what to do. And he's a, he's a trainer, and no, absolutely not. But listen, Tajiri, guilty pleasure of mine. I, I, out of anybody in this in this section, it's probably my favorite person. His move set was unique. That back handspring elbow spot. I, I love the the octopus spot where he got eliminated from by uh, by Jericho. It's really really great stuff on this part. Wow! Did I see? Now I thought that Neil Demont's performance was humorous. Ah. Oh. Oh, I see what you did there. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Try the veal. Um, <laughs> Bill, uh, you, we're, we're already dropping the ball on this thing that's exclusive to this episode where you're telling me who's on Raw and who's on oh, Smack. Well, okay. At so let's point, start with Michaels because I'm writing it down. Yeah. Okay. So Raw is Michaels, Jericho, Nowinski, Christian, yep. and Dreamer. Wait, hold on. Nowinski's Raw? Mm-hmm. Mysterio's what? Mysterio and Edge? Mysterio and Edge or SmackDown. Smack. I'm just writing Smack due right. to time constraints. Christian is Raw. Now I'm just writing R. Go ahead. Chavo, Tajiri, and Demod are Smack. And, <laughs> and Tommy is Raw. Okay. Now, I'm a so, big Tommy Dreamer hater, too. Really? How come? I, I just... Did. I don't. I I can't explain it. There's just something about him. I it, it, maybe it's just now because he's one of these guys who just seems like he's still trying to hold on to the glory days. Mm-hmm. And w- when I saw him at at All In, I was like, no, you're not putting him in a rumble with those 
fucking polka dot pants of his. <laughs> and I'm like, but but and this is the one time where I was like, oh man, no wonder I can't stand him. He whacks Jericho in the face with Great. the fucking cane. I was like, oh my god. Fucking Jericho took a beating in this whole goddamn thing, man. He and that did. he could have really gotten hurt with that one. And that's Tommy just swinging for the fences, not giving a fuck, man. That pissed <laughs> me off. I loved Tommy Dreamer's appearance just because and I think it's you know, Tommy, there's a big difference to me because Dreamers appeared in quite a more than I think I would have thought Royal Rumble matches. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that, Bill? Like, I mean, he was in a bunch at this point. Yeah. There's a big difference. Like, when I see Tommy Dreamer, I'm like, oh, thank you. I'm going to get, like, some hardcore weapon stuff versus, like, Dolph Ziggler, who I see all the time, who I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, there's such a huge difference. But I like the Tommy Dreamer stuff. I like when weapons are born to the Rumble. But it did remind me of the last episode where, um, oh, Bill, help me. Re- the, remember we were complaining about the shillelagh? Oh, yeah, the shillelagh wasn't allowed in the ring. Right. Well, here's another example of, well, they did it all the time. So why did you stop for that year? Right. Which was 2007. Maybe uh, because it was a foreign object. What is a trash can lid? <laughs> it, it's, it's American, so it's not foreign. Yeah, you, I think you misunderstood oh, what he meant by God, foreign. I, I, yeah. I definitely did. I picked up on that one. I was, That's another wah, wah. God damn. <laughs> I mean, but you remember the year they had Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack starting off with fucking weapons. So we, again, it made no sense to me. Another we one we reviewed. Fucking love that one. Goes yeah. back to our 1998. That's that's one of I think one of our favorites. To be yeah. honest with you, not all that and Rogue Delo. You could hear all that discussion in the archives. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, I have to mention this because Oops. Jerry Lawler sneaks in a racist comment. <laughs> oh, I missed this. Okay, so Tajiri, and it's about Tajiri because oh, I'm, I'm a Tajiri guy too. So, <laughs> thank God. so Tajiri enters, and Lawler's like, "Oh, I like his announcing on SmackDown." And Jr.'s like, "Don't you mean Funaki?" Oh, well, they both look the same. Oh, that's wow. I remember that. Oh God. Like, oh, King, no. That is not aging very well, Jerry. Can you imagine <laughs> saying that in 2019? Holy shit. You would not be able to get away with that. No. Oh, Bill, how are we doing with time? Two minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, so, like I said, I like the concerto with the trash can lids. I liked Dreamer, and it should be mentioned so far, WWE playing it safe here. We have what looks to be of the 10 Five from Raw and five from SmackDown. That is correct. So, so far they're on track. Something else we can mention is that botched double drop kick of Edge and Ray on fucking uh, Nowinski. I couldn't believe it when I saw it because I think it was Ray who hit him first and then Edge tried covering it up, making it look like he was doing a leg drop, mm-hmm. and it just landed right on his face. Oh, yeah. I would have punched that motherfucker right in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you start going shoot style? Oh, fuck that. I would have kicked him in the... He would have gotten a potato or something. You don't do that, <laughs> man. That's a fucking really tough spot, even for anybody. And you're going you're gonna to try to pull that off on somebody fresh out of tough enough? What are you, fucking stupid? <laughs> you gotta kill the fucking guy. 
How fresh is this off of Tough Enough? Out of curiosity. That's a, oh, that's a great question. Um, Are we past season two? You must. We are. I think if anything, maybe we are on season two. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. Because both of them are from season one. Nowinski and Maven, who later on makes yeah. it. Well, Maven's Maven's star was the year before, which again you can listen in the archives as we talk about Maven on. Yeah, he was too. Yeah, two thousand two, where right. the Undertaker beat him up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they try to do the same spot later on. Well, which we'll which we'll definitely get to. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, do you have an update on Tough Enough season whatever? I will give you that update in a moment. Uh, 11 through 15, 11 B Square, 12 Rob Van Dam, 13 Matt Hardy, 14 Eddie Guerrero, 15 Jeff Hardy. And I have during this segment eliminated B Square, Chavo, Edge, Christian. And so Bill can start off his uh, Tough Enough discussion. We start off with Bill. Okay, so Tough Enough. Uh, the first season was in 01. That was the first one. Or, yeah, it was like the summer of 01. Right? So, so we're in season three right now at episode, literally, if the, the rumble's in January. Yeah. We're in episode 13-ish or 14-ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm looking right at it. So that was the date for, the air date was January 16, 2003 for the 13th episode of season three. Okay. okay. Bill, what else do you have for this segment? I have for this segment. Um, also, I think in the next segment we're going to talk about the rest of the card. Oh, I have a Matt Hardy fact. Yes, because we're into the Matt Hardy facts at this time. Matt strongly dislikes mustard. What? You know what? I just like mustard too, to be honest with you. So I'm with them. I'm with them too, but that's just kind of random. <laughs> well, he did always have like those random ones. I don't that. I honestly don't remember any other one that. You know, um, that he had, but okay. Now, at one point, and I'm watching the match. There is a kid in the front row wearing a referee shirt. Oh, I like this. <laughs> Why won't we have him be like the third or fourth referee for this match? How do you know he's not? Because <laughs> I, I like to think that you know, maybe he. Maybe he's doing his job, but his parents might not let him go past his bedtime. So, <laughs> so Bill, you're like me. You're a people watcher because there's just certain people I pick out in pay-per-views that I notice in the crowd that I'm like, oh, wow. It, it It's weird. Yeah. Of, it's like I don't always look for them. It's just they always pop up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like me too. Like I haven't – I don't think I have one really for this show, but – I definitely have brought up that, and signs we're big on. We're big on a good a good sign. I didn't see any good signs. Not during this one. No, I don't think I have no. anything. Uh, um, so, Cooter, why don't you continue with what you have on this segment? All right. So, what I what I have for this one was the the elimination of of Edge and Christian. It was towards the end of this, and I want to say that's when the ring was empty. Mm -hmm. Um. And they just made him look so strong. And then all of a sudden, I believe that's when RVD 
Yeah. And, and it was that was a great little thing there, RVD versus Y2J. But even before that, the thing that it, that kicked that I kicked off this was who the fuck is B squared? <laughs> yes. Usually really, really good at like no name guys like Skinner or like you said, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Just minor characters that made brief appearances. I have no idea who the fuck this guy was. I'm, it was they made mention of him being friends with Cena somehow, or who the fuck is this guy? Well, he is a um I don't know if I'd say veteran, but he definitely has made Rumble appearances before as Bull Buchanan. Ah, yep. now that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, what, Bill, I need a recap here. So, B squared is SmackDown. Yes. Raw Van Dam is what? Raw. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy is SmackDown. SmackDown. Eddie Guerrero is what? SmackDown. Smackdown. And then Jeff Hardy's Raw, right? Yes. That was a nice little spot that he had too. It was a swanton bomb when Shannon Moore was covering Matt, trying mm-hmm. to stop him from doing. It. He's like, "Fuck you! I'll just swanton you both." Yeah, well, well, Boom, well, that's that, a nice little spot. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you bring this up because this is we are now going to go build to one of to possibly and probably the most inconsistent rule in all of Royal Rumble history: our managers allowed at ringside, and clearly from Shannon Moore, they are. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I agree with Cooter. I like the Hardy brother spot because on my notes, I have no brotherly love here. So, mm. and this isn't the first time we're going to get this either. So not at all. Yeah. Uh, so Bill, how do you feel about managers being back allowed? <laughs> um, I mean, I like Shannon Moore here in this match. I thought he was an, uh, he might be an MVP of this rumble. He mm. made it entertaining and it helped the Matt Hardy character even more, surprisingly, because I don't think that character needed a lot of help at that time. Because um, was he was he yet the leader of the Morons, or is that a little later? I think that's a little later. That's later too, yeah. Because I almost had that in my notes, but okay. What what kind of notes did you have for B squared? Oh, uh, why was he holding his arm? <laughs> That's my only B squared note. He's hurt. You're you right about Shannon Moore, though. You gotta say that there because he they does that other spot where he's protecting Matt from hitting the floor by getting on his mm-hmm. back and putting his feet up in his ass so he can't fall. Yeah, yeah. Just the little things, the little psychology stuff was really, really good. I really, you're right. I I, I can see you can make an argument for MVP. I like that. Uh, Bill, where does the B squared rank on your MVP list? <laughs> uh, very, Ouch. very, very far towards the bottom. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Bill, what else do you have for this segment? What do I have? Oh, that this is this segment is where I noticed Jericho is bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that's it for this segment. Okay, and I think we only have like what one minute left. What's one the time? Ten. Okay, a minute ten. Cooter, give me something for the next minute. All right, so we had what? Both uh, frog splashes. We had the RVD frog splash, and we had the Eddie Guerrero frog splash, where he landed right on the guy's fucking head. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who he landed on. You guys more fan of Van Dam's or Eddie's? This has always been a topic of Ooh. controversy. Well, I know mine. Mine's Van Dam because he could turn himself in the air. Hmm. 
this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Eddie's be just barely because his looks more presentable. More. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, but it's like very Eddie's. close. All right. Uh, Bill, what's our time look like here? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Um, Peace uh, Brown sucks. Peace no. Brown sucks. <laughs> no, no, sucks. we're going to go the other way. Bill, please give me the impression of B squared. <laughs> oh, my arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. 16 through 20. 16, Rosie. 17, Test. 18, John Cena. 19, Charlie Hawes. 20, Rikishi. And I have during this segment eliminated Jeff Hardy. Uh, Bill, let's talk about the rest of the card before we talk about this segment. Okay, so we had a pre-show match. Spike Dudley defeated Steven Richards. Nice. A little surprising, even though I like Spike. Why why is that surprising to you? I don't know. I just thought Steven would have won that match. Okay. That's all. Uh, It it was not a Royal Rumble qualifier, unfortunately. Should have been, but it wasn't. But this next match was. Yeah. Lesnar defeated the Big Show. Mm. The Dudley Boys defeated Lance Storm and William Regal to win the World Tag Team titles. Tori Wilson defeated Dawn Marie <laughs> in memory of her dad, Al. Al, yes. Lucky son of a gun. Uh, Scott Steiner defeated Triple H by disqualification to stay the world, or Triple H stayed the world heavyweight champion, but Scott Steiner. Won by DQ, and mm. Kurt Angle defeated Chris Benoit to stay the WWE champion. And Cooter, you want to say a couple of things about some some of this stuff? So the floor is yours. Oh God! So, but we, like I said, I was so happy when we finally got Steiner, and to see that horrible match between Triple H. I mean, there's a great video out on YouTube called Steiner Mania. There's Steiner Mania 1 and Steiner Mania 2. I don't know which one it is, but they actually do a belly-to-belly suplex count because that's all it seemed that he was doing mm-hmm. in this match as well as the rematch. And it was, they were just terrible-looking things. He was completely out of shape. I, I, I just couldn't... I, I was so disappointed. It's like you're giving a kid a puppy and it literally, you know, dies in two days. It's very dark. That is a dark <laughs> comparison. It, it really is. It just, I really, really had high hopes for him because Steiner at the end of his WCW run was like God to me. Mm-hmm. Just saying whatever he wanted. He had decent matches. I mean, he was very, very stiff. Uh, but this, this was just like, okay, it looks like you're on your downswing now, bud. Mm-hmm. Bill, do you want anything to say about this, any of this stuff on the pre, uh, pre-Rumble? Oh, God, the rest of that. Tori Wilson? And 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 Don Marie, there's there's no loser in that match. No, not at all. We were winners watching that. <laughs> well, Al Wilson lost his life. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he went the best way you could. It's true. You know? It's true. I filled up a cashmere sock watching that match. Oh God, you. I did. Oh, not gonna lie, cashmere baby, try it. You know what? I appreciate honesty. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. It is. It is. Um. I don't like I said I, you know what the one thing was with Lesnar and I'm so disappointed once you once I heard you say Bill earlier in the show that 
Brock Lesnar um, was, you know, fought the big show because Lesnar needs to get in when you were talking about all the current storylines. It's like, ah, oh, god damn it. That's the qualifier he's talking about. I want it to be like when we talked about, I think it was um, 2004 and like Sylvain Grenier qualified on Velocity. Oh my That's god. That's where I want the qualifier now, to be. I was looking. That was 2006. Sorry. That was, I was 2006. I was looking during uh, the beginning of the show. I found one other qualifying match. All right. Who was it? It was the Raw before this Rumble. Jeff Hardy defeated Raven. Oh, so Raven oh, could have wow. been. Wow. Raven could have been in this. He could have been a contender. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year it was. Do you remember when JBL made like a return after a, a brief, I don't know if it was like a year or two absence. The point was they saw him at a house show and he was first coming back. It was He was doing a house show loop. And I saw two house shows in a row that were in the local area, and he was on both. And one of them was a Rumble qualifier. I don't remember what year that was, but they were doing oh, qualifiers at house shows. Oh. And every you... once in a while, they would briefly bring it up on Raw, like, "Hey, we, we were in this town, and he was in a qualifier, so that's why he's in the Rumble." Hmm. I, I'm not. I don't think we've run into that one yet, and we only have a few left, so yeah. we'll have to do some research on that for next time. All right, let's get to this segment before time's running out. How much time do we have, Bill? 2.45. Okay, so let's see. We have a John Cena rap, and then I say when Tess comes out, why didn't Stacy stay out? Oh, my gosh. She <laughs> looked fantastic. Oh, Good. my. Oh. I definitely filled up the other sock. That's right. <laughs> Honey, you're going to have a pair to wash today. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, real quick, are any of you guys a testicle? Oh, I forgot that that was the name of this band. Oh, good lord. Why did Shadow Moore even get back in the ring? I have as a note. I don't know what that's in reference to, to be honest with you. He was saving his hero. That's true. But, um, okay, so Cooter, what do you have for this segment for the Rumble, this portion? I'm probably going to steal somebody else's notes, but John Cena on that particular is just so offbeat. He was so awkward. It was like trying to fit too many words in, 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 in a bar. Mm. And, and uh, that he always went with the, it's like a small penis. You just can't beat me. Stop. <laughs> oh, just stop. I got such douche chills for him. And, and, and his ring attire with the long baggy fucking jeans. Like it's 1998. I'm surprised he didn't have him pulled down below his asshole. <laughs> Well, you know, Cooter, why he was off, right? Because he didn't have B squared with him. Oh, God. Somebody must have been skipping leg day while he was injured. <laughs> so we have to wear big old baggy jeans. What do we got, Bill, as far as time goes? A minute ten. All right, let's fill it up by doing this. Give me the raw SmackDown count okay. for these ones. Rosie is raw. Okay. Test is raw. Okay. Cena is SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Hoss is SmackDown. Rikishi mm-hmm. is SmackDown. I else get annoyed when you hear Rikishi's theme song when he would come out. Well, well, which one? I like Bad Man. That one's awesome. I love Bad Man. But, but, the, Bad but the dancing Man. one when he came out with with Too Cool was just. At some point, it's one of those things where you just hear it one too many times. Yeah, match your head against the wall. Especially when you don't have the other two. Yeah. Yeah, and I like Bad Man. He's a bad man. Giving bad looks. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about these crooks. <laughs> he likes You're bad women, bad cars. Lies. Oh, it's bad women and bad cars. <laughs> it did have one of the best beats ever. Twenty-one through twenty-five. Twenty-one, Jamal. Uh, twenty-two, Kane. Twenty-three, Shelton Benjamin. Twenty-four, Booker T. Twenty-five, A Train. And I have during this segment eliminated Jamal, Guerrero, and Jericho. We start the discussion off with Bill. Okay. Um. Jerry Lawler says when Kane comes out, oh, he's bringing fire and brimstone. I'm like, how do you bring the brimstone? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. But this is where I'm going to have a little bit of a problem with Shawn Michaels here. Okay. It took you this long yes. to come back to get revenge. Agreed. I'm what a sore disagree. loser. I got to uh, disagree with that one. Yeah, I guess. It's a tough call. Well, the only reason I say that is <sighs> I, I, I like the fact that they waited for it just because if he came back too soon it, it, and it also made Jericho look like, oh, wow, he, he, he might actually have a shot at number two at winning this whole thing. And when you get that deep into the rumble and then somebody costs you it, it, it just it just seems like it sets up their program leading down the road better. Hmm. Like, you're costing me a title shot. Because if he did it, like, what, two minutes later, and it's, it's not that big a deal, you weren't that close to winning. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess... I, I can see that point. I can yeah, see the point. I guess I was thinking more of, like, why couldn't you have done it ten minutes after? Mm-hmm. I guess that's where I was thinking. So I mean, it definitely wasn't exciting as the Bret Hart run-ins from... 95. 95, yeah, which was arguably the best part of that whole thing. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to admit this. When he came back, I was so scared that he was going to eliminate Jericho that I thought, you know, if he had, Jim, you would have gone absolutely bananas. It would have yeah, been like, probably. oh, that elimination doesn't count. He wasn't in the match. <laughs> Test who got the elimination. So Right. I mean, he is a fake winner. We already know that yes, from 1996 Royal Rumble. Go back to 1996 to hear the fake winner, Shawn Michaels. Bullshit. Uh, that <laughs> uh, I have Lawler yelling out, we have an illegal entrant. <laughs> <sighs> Who was it, 25 again? What? 25 was A-Train. Oh, see, I'm missing somebody on my list then. God damn. But how... It- can you be an illegal entrant and still be an entrant? <laughs> uh, I guess you got a point there, yeah. We might want to talk to the president about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Look at you getting all political now. Yeah. I was talking about the president what? of WWE. Who is the president at this point? I mean, I guess it's is Vince. It Who knows? I guess Actually, I'm, I'm it kind would of, be Vince, no, because the, I'm kind of did the brand split. You had Vince at... Uh, was he the commissioner or whatever it was at Raw? Well, yeah, Vince. No, Vince ran SmackDown. Flair was Raw. Oh, that's right. They first got split, but that's you're right. right. Who knows how many things it went to in, in the span of a, less than a year? Oh, good Lord. Well, I don't think 
see, I'm confused now. Now you really got me thinking. Um, no, because Bischoff had already come back. Yeah. So, so freaking been, Stephanie was around then. Yeah, she was on SmackDown. So this would have been Bischoff's problem. Okay. Um, that's right, because that's when, when they were trying to bid for the services of Steiner. That's right. I, okay. Yeah. They kind of alluded to Stephanie, like trying to sleep with Steiner to sign in the SmackDown. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they, I mean, they didn't like come out and say it, but it was like, yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. She, he we, was trying to get her to be one of his freaks. Sure. What, what do you, uh, what do you got for time? Uh, three minutes, seven seconds. I was going to say, did you say three minutes? Let's oh. so go to Jamal and talk about Jamal. I was That's gonna another say. one where the theme is edited. I couldn't believe it. You mean two skinny J's didn't allow this shit? Yeah, they didn't allow it. Wait a minute, they changed that theme song? Yes, on I the didn't even pick up on that one. On the network, they edited it out. What did they play instead? Oh, it was some generic rap song. Oh, man. I, 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 that's one of those things where, because there, there, there aren't too many. I think I've only counted three that we've had in there yeah. that aren't with us. And this one was like, wow. That, that one, um, I, I've, and I remember you know, his second incarnation being Umaga mm-hmm. and him getting released. And then I think he was on that Hogan tour when they went to Australia, and that's when it happened. Yeah. On the plane ride or something like that. Or, Oh, but wow. that one shook me up. Yeah, I was like, wow, I haven't... Ooh. So possibly the biggest shocker I've learned from this show so far is the two skinny J's were like, nope, you cannot use three minutes on your shit anymore. Oh, God. Did somebody say three-minute warning? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Fucking Eric Bischoff. Ugh. And they both looked good in this match. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. That was actually one of my notes is there's a lot of young talent, especially at this point in the match out there. Right. A lot of good young talent. Um, let's they, both had, they both had those interactions with Rikishi mm-hmm. in, in this segment, and they, and they kept referring to him, I, you know, I don't know if they said brethren. I don't remember what phrase they used, but it was just, I don't remember them ever acknowledging it on WWE TV that they were related to Kishi until... Maybe even this point in the Rumble, you know? I just thought that that was weird. You know, all Samoans are family, so... Well, unless you're Samoa Joe. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like he's the only one. He's the odd man out. He was was from, like, the the part of the family that, uh, how do you say it, like, was disowned by the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. Watch them use it as a storyline down the road that he's really the bastard child of Rikishi. (laughs) Like that. It's like, really? You banged my mom? Oh, you bastard. Now that might get me to watch. (laughs) Have him come out to bad man. Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) And then he goes on on the mic and says, I like bad cars. (laughs) Bill, what's our SmackDown Raw thing? Okay, Jamal is Raw. Kane is Raw. Shelton is SmackDown. Booker is Raw. A-Train is SmackDown. You know, I don't know if it's just me, but I find it a little weird that... Save it for later. (laughs) 
And this is our last group. 26 Maven, 27 Goldust, 28 Batista, 29 Brock Lesnar, and 30 The Undertaker. All right, and I have uh, eliminated during this segment as we lead into the final four segment. Goldust, Booker T, Test, Rikishi, Haas, Benjamin, Hardy, Cena, Jamal, Maven, A-Train, Rob Van Dam. And then I have, as a note, hashtag not my Goldust. <laughs> Why is he not your Goldust? Because I only want the Goldust that touches himself, and I don't think he touches himself in this. No, but he definitely touched up Maven when he hit him with that Shattered Dreams. Mm, that doesn't make him a go not my Goldust. I'll stick with hashtag not my Goldust. Dude, he's been he's been in so many yeah. and not as the Goldust that I like. <laughs> Let me see. How many has he been in as of this room? Remember when he came out? What was it? As number two, I think in 2002, Bill? Yeah. And he's like, he looked like he wanted a piece of Rikisha's ass sexually. That's the Goldust <laughs> that I want. That's the one that I want. Oh, God. Oh, I have a note saying go Jamal. I, that's like thought he was doing really well at one point. Oh, good God. Cooter, what do you got before the final segment? Anything before the final four? Uh, like I said, the, the, the Shattered Dreams is probably one of my favorite spots. <sighs> Who the fuck? Team Angle eliminated Goldust and Booker, and it looked like they were going to try to maybe make a run for it as if they were going to block anybody from SmackDown from getting the fucking angle. So, I mean, they, they were setting that up, and then it kind of went nowhere at some point. So it was kind of weird. Right. I thought at some point, and maybe I'm wrong, I thought one of you wanted to talk about Maven. I think that was oh, you, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's when the tape, when Undertaker came out. And they, he had him do that drop kick, but he was a little bit too far from the ropes. Mm -hmm. And he started fucking cheering like, yes, because it was the year before where he eliminated Taker and Taker came back and beat the shit out of him. Well, Maven, like, oh, yeah, I did it two years in a row. But like Taker was nowhere close to it. And then Taker just proceeds to beat the ever living shit out of him. And it just made me so happy because to me, Maven might be one of the most annoying members of, of any roster that I've ever seen. I just always... I just kind of always hope he would just never be there again. Break a kneecap or wow. Wow. Like, he was one of the guys like I would, I, I'm not the kind of person who likes to wish physical harm on anybody. I mean, you just did. But <laughs> him, I'm making an exception for <laughs> anybody, but Maven is safe from my wishing harm on you. Oh, good. At least we made it, Jim. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. You've been nice to me. So yeah, you guys are safe. Thank you. Now I'm going to guess just by, I think our past episode, Bill, that Maven's song was different. Yeah. He did not come out to Ho Shell. Nope. Okay. And was it the same song, though? Right. Like that he came out to generically before? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I actually looked up how many Rumbles Goldust has been in. Oh, God. How many? As of this recording. I'm sure we're not done with him either. Right. He's been in 13. Oh, my God. And he's only been... His touching self only once of the 13, <laughs> maybe twice. I think twice, because definitely 2002. And I feel like there's another time that he came in and started really going to town on himself. And then that was like 
it. Then the rest, he's just like a regular guy. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Um, all right, Raw and SmackDown. Maven, I'm pretty sure it's Raw. Yes. Yeah. What is Goldust? Raw. Oh, yeah, because Booker T. Batista. Raw. Brock Lesnar. SmackDown. SmackDown. And Undertaker SmackDown. SmackDown. Yep. All right, so let's tally up then. Bill, why don't you give your, your what you have for this segment? Okay. Count. Uh, let's see. I already mentioned Maven. Batista with hair. That is an odd sight to think about now. When he had a good... I mean, it's not a lot of hair, but it's still hair on his head. It's just a weird image nowadays. Mm-hmm. I I actually liked the way Brock Lesnar was just completely on fire when he came in. Like, that's the way you push someone. That's the way you... Sh- you know, this is the Brock Lesnar that I liked. Mm-hmm. Not not the oh I'm gonna come in say nothing suplex 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 stiff yeah. stiff, stiff see you in eight months right oh and I'm <laughs> your world champion say that again and I'm your world champion uh excuse me Brock Lesnar Memorial Champion sorry Brock Lesnar Memorial Champion thank you um <laughs> so oh. I did the count fifteen. We did it. Oh, All right. Wow. Yay. Let's, let's clap for <laughs> consistent WWE booking. <laughs> I'm impressed, to be honest with you. Three cheers. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Uh-oh. Curious. No, I guess it would have to be true. I, I was going to say, no, because Big Show is on SmackDown. So yeah. if he won, it wouldn't have made been, a damn difference. Yeah. So it would still would have been 15 each. Well, now my question is, why did they get a qualifier, and why didn't uh, Raw get a qualifier? Raw did get a qualifier. It was the Jeff Hardy-Raven match. Oh, that's right. They did. Oh, wow. Look. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Wow. Okay. The right. other thing for this segment, Brock Lesnar. I can't believe how different he looks young. Yes. I was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. And, and you, they book him strong, uh, eliminating Team Angle, and then the F5 of, of Matt Hardy on top of him out of the ring. That was mm-hmm. a good cool um, and, and then, you know, they, they set up for the end very well because you had Taker eliminating Cena, Jamal, and, and then they did the Maven spot and he eliminated him. So it was like three and three right there. So you knew who the final two were going to be. Mm-hmm. All right. So we move on to the... Uh... Oh, I also have Kane eliminated Rob Van Dam. And I think that's because um, they were partners. So that that's means- a great spot. Because they both eliminated A-Train. And then they were going to double team on somebody. And Kane was going to pick up RBD and, and hit a splash on him. And yeah, throw him yeah. on somebody. And he just threw him out of the ring instead. I love that. That was really good. Yes. I almost forgot about it until I saw my note. Um, okay, final four. It comes down to Batista versus Kane versus Undertaker versus Lesnar. Undertaker eliminates Batista. So we have Undertaker versus Kane versus Lesnar. Undertaker eliminates Kane. And then Lesnar eliminates The Undertaker. And Brock Lesnar wins. Um, Do you guys have anything to add for that whole segment? Brothers can't be trusted. That is what I've learned today. A bill where they in cahoots. Who, Undertaker and Kane? Yeah. Ah, uh, I don't know. 
That's a good question. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, Cooter, do you have anything to add for that final four segment? I I loved when Taker could actually move. Sure. And, and, and this was the epitome of that because him being able to pick up Lesnar and just hold him there for and, and then just like set him up for the tombstone, boom, that was great. And I and I love the whole Batista coming back in and, and, and kind of you know, distracting Taker. So it wasn't really a clean win. And Taker coming in and basically saying, Yeah, when you win that belt, you better give me a shot and, and basically giving him his respect. It's like you can't blame him because, hey, I would have done the same thing, but yeah. here's to you, kid. It was kind of a nice little nod. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I like the fact that the, it, it, in that sense, you made Taker look, uh, keep him strong. You made Lesnar look like, you know, an opportunist, but still strong. And, you know, you set up for a future feud down the road. So they, they, they definitely set up a, a lot of things very well with, this, with these final four here. I'm still so I'm still shocked and impressed that there are actually 15 from each brand, <laughs> <laughs> and that each brand had a qualifying match. And each brand had a qualifying match. So um, what, were the, what was the uh, the total of uh, theme songs that were changed? I think you have three, right? Yeah, you have Maven, you have um, Three Minute Warning, and Edge. Unless I'm missing one. Did Rikishi come out to, to the Rikishi song? Yeah, he did. To the Rikishi. Okay. Rikishi I'm just looking song. to see. I'm, I'm just uh, trying to figure out who wouldn't, looking at this list, who would have had a need for a theme change. Um, let's see. Oh, did Matt Hardy have his theme? Yeah, the version one theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's, well, I guess that was on Forcible Entry, so I guess it is theirs. Yeah. Uh, it's not available on iTunes. Well, maybe now Monster Magic was like, fuck these guys and decide you can't use it anymore. Yeah, because there's a lot of songs, like even their uh, Jeff Hardy's theme song that he would come out to. Like like I said, I have this giant playlist of things that I was just trying to, and I tried to purchase some of them because I don't like to be cheap. Mm-hmm. The version one is not available anywhere from what I could find, and neither is Jeff Hardy's. And I'm like, I find that weird because even now, he's at the time I was looking, he was on the roster before he got hurt not too long ago. Yeah, I remember the Jeff Hardy song was definitely on an album, too. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a fan of the song. I think Jeff Hardy's song works way better without any words to it, but that's just me. Um, what about Kane? Now, I guess Kane had enough where he would just revert back to the old theme. No, they, they used the... Um, Slow Chemical? Yeah. Again, forcible entry. That's probably why. Um... No, I guess that would be it. That's the only ones that I could say. Three. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, Fat Albert? <laughs> 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 All right, Bill, so let's get to the path. Did, the, uh, did Brock Lesnar um, have a straight path to WrestleMania, and then did he main event and win the championship? All right. Now, for the most part, he did have a clear path. However, and this is where it's like a little weird twist, but it wasn't meant to be. Kurt Angle re-injured his neck mm-hmm. during the road. And the there was this plan that Angle was going to wrestle Lesnar for the title on SmackDown. This would have been a few weeks before WrestleMania. 
and mm -hmm. Lesnar would have won the title. However, they did the match. They changed their mind. Angle said, I can go through this match at WrestleMania. Kurt beats Brock in the ring to keep the title. And then they have their match a few weeks later in the main event of WrestleMania where Brock Lesnar wins the WWE title after almost killing himself with the shooting star press. One of the greatest Botchamania moments ever. So, question. Why did that not count as his title shot on SmackDown? Right! I thought, looking back on it now, I thought that would have counted. Yeah. Especially if you're Kurt Angle, you'd be like, nope, that counts. That's the weird thing, though, because right in the intro where, where Finkel's reading out the rules, they literally say you're getting a title shot at WrestleMania. So that has to be, maybe that's their reasoning behind it. That it could be. I mean, it's weird, because even though they say that, we've learned through this evaluation podcast of the Royal Rumble that there's a lot of times that that does not happen. I want to see how close that match is to... Okay, so... Okay, I found it. So, the match airs on the 13th of March. Okay. Mm. That WrestleMania is March 30th. So, that's like two weeks before that WrestleMania? That's fucking weird. That is really weird. How did the how, what was the finish like? Was it a DQ finish? Uh, oh, his brother, Eric. Oh, that's right. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I see what you're. I I remember that now a little bit. Oh my god. So that's why. So we didn't actually beat him. Okay, mm -hmm. there it is. That's that's our answer. But the real question is. What was B-Square doing at WrestleMania? <laughs> did B-Square have a pants at WrestleMania? <laughs> I oh, don't think God. he did. He's selling popcorn in the fucking stands. That's what That's, he was doing. Now, I'm going back. I want to see how long he was still there. Oh, God. You know what? I, the, the thing I find funniest about this Royal Rumble, looking back at it, is the the... Oh. They like we mentioned that they did have fifty, actually fifteen Raw and fifteen SmackDown. Whereas in today's thing, they can't even keep a, a split for like more than a month. It's amazing to me that they were able to pull this fifteen and fifteen off. Um, but think about you got to be thinking like B squared gets in. Guys like B squared and A train are like getting in because they're like, oh, who else do we have? Oh, yeah. We got B-squared. He's smacked down. Let's put him in. Okay. Let me tell you his path to WrestleMania. Who, B-squared? Yeah. <laughs> I love how you're good. You're really good at this. Yes. He has a match on SmackDown, the following SmackDown. Loses to Red Dog, who I think became Cena's new... Person bodyguard, I guess. However, the job on the line match. <laughs> no, I don't know. But are you ready for this? Yes. The match was cut out of the episode. No. B two was released from WWE on January twenty sixth, two thousand three. 
Son of a bitch. <laughs> so he's released how long after the Rumble? A week. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've heard all month. Because <laughs> here I am asking myself, who the fuck is B squared? And the answer is some douchebag that they released a week later. Oh, wait, can, awesome. Me, can I ask this then? I think what we need to find out if Bill can. And by the way, Cooter, the reason Bill is so good at this is because I, as you can probably tell with your short time with us, I ask Bill ridiculous things to find for me out of nowhere. So I think eventually he just adapted to it. Yeah, I now, just Bill, it up. Now, Bill. I think the the question that needs to be answered that I think people will be wondering is, when did B squared actually start being B squared compared to when he's released? Okay, let me take a look. While you do that, Cooter, why don't you get? Can we get your overall thoughts on this Rumble match? On the Rumble match itself, uh, not one of my favorites. Um, in terms of star power. You know, I'll give it like a good, maybe a strong six out of ten. Like, guys that I would want to see. Um, had a little bit of nostalgia with the with the whole Eddie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, love, love me some Tajiri. It's probably one of my favorites all time. Just a, one of them cult favorites. Um, I, I, I like the match, you know, because they did a really great job foreshadowing and, and setting up. Whereas a lot of shit that we see in Rumbles nowadays, you know, they just don't seem to lead to anything. Right. You know, I'll give you a, a quick classic example. Sure. Goldberg and and uh, Roman Reigns. You know, mm-hmm. that, that could have been a great little setup for a match. And, and then I think instead we got, you know, Roman and Taker, which I thought was just kind of pointless. Right. You know? Um, you know, just stuff like that. So back then, it seemed like they used the Rumble to set up you know, multiple feuds and not just their main event. Whereas right. nowadays, you know, the, the focus really is only for the main event. Yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying in regards to that. Um, it, it's interesting to me how, first of all, I, 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 Bill, you can chime in if you disagree, but obviously at the end of the day, we are an evaluation podcast of the Royal Rumble match. And this didn't really screamed to me of many shenanigans. I didn't catch any bullshit of like uh, someone's eliminated already and then they're going to throw someone else out. There wasn't someone that was attacking someone else and all of a sudden, for some reason, they're able to enter the Royal Rumble match. There was none of that. In fact, I joke about the 15 and 15, but it kind of goes across the board of like how consistent and clean this match was, I guess you would say. Uh, okay, Bill, so give a, do you have an update on uh, B-squared? Yes. <laughs> All right. This is how he came to be. On the November 21st episode of SmackDown. Oh, my uh, that's God. 2002? Yeah, so we're in 2002. Okay. After John Cena lost a match to Rikishi, <laughs> then Bull Buchanan came out and attacked Rikishi. And then he was his he was seen as enforcer and he finished Cena's freestyle with his own quote Booyah. Oh Not boy, so you were B squared for two months 
Got fired a month after the Rumble. Oh, but there's more. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the whole B squared career. This is now <laughs> this is now a B squared podcast. You know it. <laughs> right. Not only was he known as B squared, but he was also called Bling Bling Buchanan. Okay. Oh God! Did I just get douche chills? <laughs> now wait, then that would make him B three, right? You would think. Sure, okay. but he's not very good at math. Yeah, <sighs> that's a Pritchard booking right there. <laughs> so, Bruce, if you're listening, step your fucking game up. Wait, okay? but then he turned back to B squared. I, I don't. I guess because B-squared. he's obviously B squared in this rumble. In fact, I think the graphic says B squared or B two. Maybe Bling Bling is just his nickname. Oh, do you think maybe they just dropped the Buchanan in their mind and they're like, here's the two Bs. He's actually just Bling Bling. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. All right, so Cody, your thoughts on uh, B Squared? Uh, you know what? He, to me, uh, B Squared is about as irrelevant as two other members that we had packages for during this Royal Rumble. Sean O'Hare and Nathan Jones. Mm. Oh wow! Two more scrubs that when I was scrolling through on on the network thing, and you know, and they pulled up the episode, you know, they have like scenes, and it said coming soon, Sean O'Hare, and then coming soon, Nathan Jones, and well, they seem a little more important than B squared. B squared is the scrub of all scrubs in my book. <laughs> you got a two month gimmick, and you got a fired a, a what two weeks after the Rumble? Mm. Fuck you! You are no good. I know someone that's not coming back to my B squared podcast. <laughs> hey, you might be on his bad list now. He might, he might wish harm on you. Well, you know, wait, you know what? That others have to leave the memories alone for B squared. Don't do that. I, oh God, no! That song's gonna stuck in my head You'll now. Never change. Oh no! You'll never change. I'm never doing an episode with you guys again. Look at that <laughs> reference right there. Yes. Um, oh, Bill, you got to give your thoughts on the Rumble match, and then we'll do final plugs and get out of here. All right. Uh, overall, this one I, I like, but it's not an all-time classic. Um, I thought they did a good job showcase, like I said earlier, showcasing some of the younger talent. Um, and, and something that I noticed, and this is one of the things about certain rumbles that I really like are the rumbles where you have a lot of guys in the ring. This one had a lot of, I think there was like 10 or 12 at one point. And those are the fun ones. Those are the ones that I really like are where there's a lot of people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the right guy went over to win. Although I think once he won that qualifier, we pretty much knew he was going to win anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, good mix good mix of talent here um yeah i i maybe would put it in the middle but i did enjoy watching this i forgot to mention something that you just reminded me of i another reason that i that i like this match there were no returns everyone was on the roster that has been on the roster if i'm not mistaken i mean I think no surprises, right? Right. No, no I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm tired of the surprises these I days. I think Undertaker. You got surprises the entire year. Oh, look who's coming back this week. I think Undertaker, <laughs> like technically, Undertaker did return, but it was because of like an injury storyline. Okay, well, here's the question. But, and he was hyped up too. So. Yes, that was what I was going to say. If, he, if you didn't know that he was there, 
Yeah, it was advertised. They yeah. Right. Back. So, yeah, so I also like this Rumble because of that. Because even in, you know, we're getting close, if not around the 2020 Royal Rumble, I'm just like, no, just don't focus on your actual current guys, please. Because I'm way over the whole, oh, let's have the boogeyman come out for fucking 30 seconds and get eliminated. Like, so when the Rock and Roll Express appear in oh, the Royal fuck. Rumble in 2020. Oh, they're too busy being tag team champions. Because who, what kind of fucking company does that anyway? <laughs> but if you could have anybody make a quick appearance at a rumble, who would it be? Uh, Owen Hart or Chris Benoit. <laughs> okay. Because they're dead, and I want to see how WD would play. Oh them. my god! Oh, good god! I love you guys. <laughs> Holy shit! A Chris Benoit reference is a okay in my book. <laughs> Well, I mean, he no, seriously, that's how, that's how, seriously though, that's how over I am of the returns. Like, I mean, give me something I legitimately never thought I would see in my entire life. Yeah, but Jim, Benoit yeah. wouldn't be hanging around too long. So. That's way worse. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just throw, just throw the pillow that he used in the ring. That'll be fun. Oh, oh let's get out of here. Oh, and on that note, Cooter, it was nice seeing you. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> You will not be invited back to my B squared podcast. <laughs> Fuck. All right, so I'll say this. Um, final points. Cooter. All right. Well, you guys can all follow me on Instagram because I, you know, I have a Twitter, but you know, I don't tweet because you know I'm not cool. At Angry Cooter. Um, and follow us on uh, another wrestling podcast dot com. Just all our links for everything is there. So that's the mothership. All right, very good. Another tip. Oh, now Dusty Rhodes wants to be a part of this, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> Can he come back real quick? I got the so, baby. He's dead. Like, I'll take anyone that's dead. That's who I want to come back in future Royal Rumbles. Anyone that's dead. You sound like the Saudi prince who wants Yokozuna in the fucking radio. <laughs> yes! No, because he doesn't know that Yokozuna's dead. I know these people are dead. Ah, <sighs> boy. And, and, and you love how they, they, they will we'll give you Akibono instead. Man, when, oh, you know what? This is actually a good plug. Listen to the greatest Royal Rumble episode, which we have in the archives, because I was confused as hell to, to Akibono. I really was. I mean, I'm not, and, and it's funny, because that's when I wasn't, like, because when we first started this, I wasn't really watching much of anything. And I hadn't for, like, probably like a couple years, so I was really thrown off. But I was like, who's this Aki Bono person? And then Bill had to tell me all about the story. Yeah. That was one of the early episodes, too. So anyway, check it out in the archives. That's probably... That was one that just missed my list of, like, top five favorite episodes. It was pretty good. I, I mean, we talked about... The, we talked about the Titus slide almost as much as the friggin' announcers did. Um, good times, good times. All right. Who's this guy wearing mud flaps? Hmm. Well, that's well, that was the, one of the weirdest things about that. I didn't know like half the people in this because I wasn't watching. So I was like, "Oh, who's this? Who's this? Who's this?" And I think that was our Christmas episode. That was remember. our Christmas episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Here's the greatest Royal Rumble. Oh boy, guys, this is the archives. It's it's, and you know what? Honestly, it's probably the longest show we've done just based on the format. Yeah, lent wise. Um, and with the shortest one being the one we just did, 95. Yeah. Uh, so no, anyway, credit to them for sticking with their own guys. Maybe 
things would be a little bit better if they use this format in today's wrestling, where you don't focus on returns and you focus on your own guys. Um, you can follow me at That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, that's podcasting.com. You can check out Now That's What I Call Podcasting, my music show based on the Now That's What I Call music series. Uh, Bill, final plugs and let's head out from you. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam85. Uh, check out my podcast, That Wrestling Show, where we talk about pretty much anything going on in the world of wrestling. And if you're a South Park fan, check out Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Uh, we are slowly getting back into things. We, uh, me and my friend, we discuss stuff from season 23 of South Park, which has been, it's just been a fun season to watch, so check that out. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode and... The 2003 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.